Hey y'all, it's me, Tammy Totson. Hello, my name is Bill. You know me, I'm Dionysus, the god of wine. Are you tired of bars telling you about how good their record is? I found gold under my grandma's house and I didn't know what to do with it. But then I heard this commercial and I said, okay, here you can take all 4,500 pounds of this gold. I got $26 and now I can go to Arby's. Call today, one 888 Side effects include depression. The best medicine podcast here on the Nerdist School Network. Stop dressing up your cat and fall in love. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com. You texted me last night with a bunch of emoji faces. Yeah. It was the blue face <gasps> and then the cry face. Yeah. Over, over and over. One and the other. Back and forth. Yes. Because these episodes are tough. Yes. So for those of you who don't know yet, we covered seeing red and villains. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in these episodes. I forgot that seeing red had so much happen in one episode. I thought those things were spaced out. Yeah, they are not. They happen so quick. Yeah. So quick. And uh, even when we're not, like, crying about Tara, like, really upsetting things happen. Yes. So. I don't know how. Because one of the things that happens, I think we could talk about the entire episode. Yep. It was an attempted uh, rape. Yep. By Spike against By one of our main characters. On our main character. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I mean, I think one of the most controversial episodes of the show. Yes. Um, I definitely think it isn't necessary to the show, I think. I I mean, I guess it's one of those questions of what is it, what does it mean in terms of the arc? Like, wait, so we don't, do we know what he ends up doing? We don't know what he ends up doing, but we could say what it seems like he's doing. Okay. Because, okay, so after after the scene in the bathroom, after mm-hmm. the attempted rape, uh, Spike complains about how the chip in his head has made him soft mm-hmm. and that he used to be able to do evil things. Mm-hmm. And now he is not even able to rape the woman he loves. Right. Which is so disgusting. It's so disgusting. <laughs> it's like, I think, the, I don't know that I have, I know... I don't know that I have a problem. I mean, it was very hard to watch mm-hmm. and uh, very, very hard to watch and very like upsetting. And it's not something I want to see a character that I love go through in any way. Mm-hmm. But the kind of the two parts of it, and they're kind of related to each other that from a narrative sense, make me dislike it. Yeah. Or one, it becomes all about Spike. That's what I don't like. And <laughs> it also undoes a lot of Spike's development that we've seen on the show. So it it doesn't feel like we, it doesn't even service an arc that we were building toward. We were not building toward this. No. This, the episode before this, when he sleeps with Anya, that character to this character, that's not the same guy. This is like season four Spike. Yes. And I, I don't like that, the, the first thing you mentioned where it's like, we focus on how this male character is doing after he tried to rape the woman he loves. Yeah. And how it affects him. And like, oh, isn't Mm -hmm. it so sad that he did this for him? But are we supposed to think it's so sad? Because, again, he felt like season four Spike. 
Mm-hmm. He felt like a person who was evil but can't do evil because of a chip in his head mm-hmm. and is frustrated by that. So I don't know if we're supposed to feel sad for him. I just, I don't like when it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, but it was, okay, this act of sexual violence against this female character is going to be the thing that motivates any kind of, any kind of movement with this male character, like with the perpetrator of this action. I mean, I do think that for her, it closes the book in a way. Oh, absolutely. Um, Because she'd always had this feeling, or at least in the show, she has this feeling that this idea that he's a monster. Yeah. (laughs) That he's this, this thing that she could never love. Mm -hmm. And he demonstrates that in one of the most brutal ways he could. And it kind of like, because I think we were kind of forgetting that he is evil because he's leashed by this chip. He's leashed and he's leashed by his love up until this point. Yeah. He's been leashed by his love for her. And so it's like, okay, so we see this character who we for a second seem to forget. We forgot he was evil and it seems kind of like he kind of forgot too. Yeah. And so in the sense that like it serves to remind us that he is evil, that works. Yeah. But I mean, the, like when she says to him, ask me again why I could never love oh my, you. I was crying. Yeah, I'm crying. It's very emotional and powerful, right? But what it means in, a, in an arc sense becomes a lot less powerful <laughs> or at, le- at least the message it's sending is different because in an arc sense, this is a man who loved her, at least nominally. Mm-hmm. And who she had a consensual sexual relationship with. Mm-hmm. And they engaged in like, I don't know, how would you describe it? Like kinky sex or like yeah. whatever, like stuff that she, that not vanilla sex. And she was shamed by her best guy friend about it, mm-hmm. but was kind of like, no, like I, I have autonomy and I made choices and it's, you don't, oh, you don't get to decide what's right and wrong in my personal life. Like my sex life is not your business. Mm-hmm. And she owns that. Mm-hmm. And then- her former lover tries to rape her. Yeah. So there's this like punishment aspect too, like as if Xander, it like almost justifies Xander's bullshit anger. Right. And it's almost like this thing of like, we'll see what you see what you get. Yeah. This is what you get for having sex with someone who isn't a good person or having dirty kinds of sex or doing, making mistakes. You deserve, I don't deserve is not the right word, but like, bad things will happen to you it's just too much of a like morality tale yes which we don't really need in this show like we don't need our main character to be for a show that touts itself as like a feminist show Mm -hmm. we don't need our female lead female character to be not blatantly punished but you know kind Kind of. of and it takes away whatever whatever the show had built of their relationship is decimated yeah it's gone yeah. Like, and that's why, I mean, that's part of why I'm not a Buffy Spikes shipper mm-hmm. because I, every second I'm watching them, I know that this is coming. Yeah. And this is the point where I stop shipping them. Right. Where I'm like, I can't, like, because, because to me, this act seems so out of character it for is. Spike. Yeah. It doesn't feel out of character for the Spike that we know in six seasons. Like I said, if this was fourth season, sure. freshly chipped. Sure. Beginning of fifth season when he's talking her outside her house. Sure. Even, because... It's undone all of his growth. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know that I hate the idea of a of a vampire or someone trying to attack Buffy. 
in that way sexually assault Buffy like yeah. I don't know that I'm not like I don't know that I'm ready to say like that should not be on this show mm-hmm. like that cannot happen that's like underlying like I don't know that I'm ready to say that but the way it's dealt with in this in a meta sense again in that scene that scene was harrowing mm-hmm. it was it felt like I was watching a horror show I didn't breathe I was crying and it, the camera angles the, too like the security camera <sighs> angles yes. where it's like super high up mm-hmm. and the performance like you know that she's injured and you're like is she gonna be able like what she's she's fighting as hard as she can like her it's, we've never heard buffy scream like that before. no never she is genuinely so scared and so there's something to that um that, that scene like the scene itself i don't know that i have like a problem with that scene but where it fits in the larger narrative is disappointing like just how in storytelling mm-hmm. it's disappointing like from a feminism point of view it's disappointing like on pretty much every other everything yeah surrounding it is really disappointing also from a storytelling standpoint too when you have a character who is in your main cast yes do something deplorable and not really experience any negative consequences like granted we have yet to see what happens yeah we don't know i mean his consequences so far i mean it it does give him this moment of like oh man I should be, I'm so evil. I should be able to do evil things. We will discuss what happens with Spike and because he, this we've not seen the last of Spike. No. And I would say it's not all puppy dogs and rainbows for him in the future. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But what we see is this makes him have a revelation that he should be evil enough. And I said it earlier and I stand by it. He should be evil enough to rape the woman he loves. And that's the thing too, where it's like, again, just because it works doesn't mean it makes sense yeah you know what i mean and like i think we could have had him come to this similar conclusion because Mm -hmm. sure because we have always on some level known that he's evil and that the only thing holding him back is uh this chip and then also him trying to understand his love for buffy yeah why does he protect dawn why is he like willing to help buffy what has his love for buffy done to the rest of who he is great we have we have sort of been moving towards a him trying to understand that. Yes. The fact that it's an act of sexual violence against our, our main character just seems dated to me. I mean, I think it's dated and it's also, I don't know, I've heard and I don't think either of us have this reading of the text, um, but I feel like I've heard defenses of this scene that he is trying to seduce her in the way that they have been together in the past. And I think that if you were reading a script of this, perhaps you would think that. But nothing about Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance. No. In the way I see it, plays like that. Nothing, and, and his performance neither. Like, the, if I describe the scene to you, I could describe it to you maybe in a way that would make you think that that's what's happening. But if you watch that scene, that's not And it. we know our character Buffy. And we know that, like, even if she was, like, because in the past, she has been kind of, like, she's been pretty forthright where she's like, I don't really dig that I'm sleeping with you. Yep. And sure, they have, they've played around with, um, uh, like, handcuffs and... Um, I mean, they destroyed a house. Yeah, destroyed a house. They threw each, they, like, punched each other. At no point, though, was she ever crying and saying no. Or running away from him. Yeah. Or trying to run away when her feet are, like, trying. Yeah. It's it's a the really, shower curtain being torn uh, off is really upsetting to it's me. It's so upsetting. And like I said, I'm not necessarily I guess I'm not necessarily against the the idea 
that Buffy would have this experience within the story of the show, but the show doesn't justify it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's like, I don't I'm not saying like it as a pitch for an idea, that thing that could happen in the seven seasons of the show. I mean, do it right. But like, I'm not it could work. It, it it doesn't. At least it doesn't beyond like having another horrible thing happen to Buffy. Yeah. And also like, I, here's the thing. I'm never I'm not someone that's saying that like rape and sexual violence should never be in uh, media because it's something that happens. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, there are certain ways that I don't like it, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's the only thing that can make this female character be tough. Yes. Or it's a thing that makes a guy be like, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know, like that I don't need. But I think it is important to talk about uh, that kind of stuff and see the woman's journey and how she's yes. dealing with it. Or the the victim's journey, yeah. Like regardless of uh, yeah. of gender, that it's like this person's journey uh, as the victim of this, and like how they have to deal with it, because that can be a helpful thing for someone having gone through that. One hundred percent. That being said, that's not what happens here. Nope. What happens here is, oh man, this is a thing. Like Spike's, like we see Spike reacting to the act mm-hmm. way too much. Well, and it's compared to. We don't see Buffy react to it. No. I mean, we see her. I mean, stuff happens really fast. And also it's in Buffy's nature to not tell anybody about anything. And the only reason Xander knew is because he came there and saw it. Yeah. But I also, I'm not trying, I'm, I am not trying to victim blame here. But the fact that Buffy sends Dawn to go be with Spike after this happened. I was like, that's insane. You cannot send your little sister who you claim it's too dangerous for you to bring her to whatever thing you have to do uh, with demons. Yeah. But you would leave her alone. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That I was like, I I can't. I don't know. He needs to be held more accountable. He needs to be held accountable. I think but and I guess that's the like that if, if this is how if her cognitive dissonance is how she's dealing with it. That's real too, though. That's real too. That's real too, because like I, the, that, that's the thing. I I don't fault Buffy here. I my whole issue is that somebody wrote this. Yeah, somebody that's wrote the this. Problem. It's, yeah, I don't blame these fictional characters in this fictional world. I guess like we got to blame mental patient Buffy, right? Yeah, because she creating this, this. Yeah, she created this whole thing in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't fucking care about Spike riding his bike out to Africa, which that is kind of funny to me. I know. How did he get to Africa? He just um, he took a boat. waited for a barge to pass yeah, by. Say, he got very fast. I guess he could take a plane, but like it's very hard to take a plane with no sunlight hitting you, right? Yeah, especially I mean, when you're moving across countries like that. Yeah, you're like changing continents. It would have made so much more sense if he just went to Brazil. Yeah. Because he could ride his bike to Brazil. But we have had also like a weird handling of non-white people uh-huh. in this show. And again, like we get where it's like, oh, the darkest of the dark demons who can like do this thing. Yeah. That's, lives like, in a cave at this tribe. of Yeah. Like, and come I, on. I was just like, okay, I know that you guys are like in Malibu right now shooting this. And I'm imagining what your casting call probably looked like. And yeah. it's making me cringe. Yep. So I don't know. I guess that's the thing is like, if. Again, it undoes so much. It doesn't feel like this is the spike. And I, and this is a different show and a different genre of show and a different thing. But And I know you didn't watch it. So I feel bad even bringing it up. But a similar thing happens in the finale of How I Met Your Mother. Mm. Where this character is like a huge womanizer. And then he kind of falls in love. 
and he like reforms and it's like a very gradual process. And he, the penultimate episode is his wedding. Mm-hmm. And then in the finale, they do a lot of like, they go th- very far in the, like uh, you see a lot of the future. He gets divorced and reverts to exactly who he was like in season one. Ugh. And it's supposed to be funny. But it makes you just feel like, oh, so I wasted the past four years caring about your development. Yeah. Like, wh- what was the point of all of that? Yeah. If you're just going to go back. Yeah. And not, especially if we're not going to then deal with that. So I feel like that's sort of how I feel like Spike. What was the point, separate from like how horribly upsetting that scene was mm-hmm. and horribly upsetting it is that we don't get to see Buffy. Like, what was the point? What was the point of any of that? Yeah. Why did I care about you at all? Yeah. Because you're now just re- resetting. When I think of how tender and kind he was to Anya, that was the lat that was the episode before this. I know. And even when he's talking to um Dawn about it, when he's like, It was a bad day for both of us and we just did it. And yeah. like that's another thing too, that like the conversation between him and Dawn is what predates Yeah. Or like what uh spurs him to try to rape Buffy. Well, and again, I don't I don't think he goes in that room with that intention. I think he goes in that room thinking, I'm going to seduce her. Yeah. But that's not what happens. No. Um, and it's awful. And it it curdles anything good about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not the only upsetting thing that happens in this episode. Oh, yeah. Warren plays with balls. Yeah. Warren gets some balls that make him powerful. Which it is kind of funny that they're <laughs> literal balls. <laughs> I know, and he holds them like in a little pouch. Like, I know on his hip. At his hip. Um, I feel like they're getting more and more explicit about Andrew's feelings. Oh, in these it is like, aggressive. It's aggressive. It's like to the point of where, like, did they fool around? Because Andrew seems to really believe this relationship is. Real. I know, and I and and that's the thing where Andrew is just so infatuated with Warren mm-hmm. that he believes everything Warren's going to tell him, and he kind of he's evil because of it. Yeah, with the promise of like something with this person yes. but then at the same time we see jonathan kind of being like oh shit this is fucked up no he knows it's fucked up and he's also the low man on total pole so he's it's easy lo- to feel that way yeah he doesn't yeah he doesn't get a jetpack oh my god that was funny i did laugh out loud so warren escapes buffy by wearing a jetpack and flying away and then andrew has one too and just <laughs> flies into the overhang and just passes out oh, that's that like whole, sums yeah. up andrew yeah that sums up andrew that whole fight was really good the fact that buffy just like figures out the balls are powerful and just smash them mm-hmm. like it's <sighs> and we get a peek too of the fact that jonathan jumps on her under the guise of i'm trying to stop her but to whisper to buffy yeah the power is in those balls yeah, destroy yeah, yeah, them yeah. so like we i i liked i as much as i talk shit about yeah. these three boys i liked the things that were happening with them and Buffy and Warren. Yeah. Who gets his... So Warren is... And also we have a scene with Warren in that bar, which again, we find out everything Warren is doing is tr- is revenge. Yep. Against he, women in general. Against women in general and a dude who picked on him in mm-hmm. gym class, which here's the thing. Bullying is bad. Bullying is bad. Don't bully. That's yeah. official how mouthy position. Yeah. Don't be bully. And when, when, he, when Warren is saying like, God, I thought I wouldn't stop crying... For a millisecond. Yeah. I was like, ah, poor Warren. And then back. Back. Yeah. No, I felt the same way. Just for a, for a, almost a second. Like half a blink. Half a blink. But then I rem- but he was so creepy and inappropriate to the girl. Mm-hmm. Treated her like property. Treated her, well, even when he was talking to her, he mm-hmm. was treating her that way. It was like, she, you, she's a person. Mm-hmm. 
but and not we him. kept touching her and she was like, yeah and she was like totally grossed out yeah um it's funny that xander can get picked up at a bar and warren is like actively trying to mac and he can't yeah. get anyone to be nice to him but i was like you're not doing as well as Xander. I know. Who's like not in a good place. Not in a good and place. it shows. But maybe that's what that girl was looking for. Because she was, I was like, if this is what you're looking for, mm-hmm. the dude who gets like alcohol poured on his hand. Yeah. Also like, okay, when he says, um, she's like, oh, what part fish are you? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, the part that's hooked. She then is like, careful, you might get railed in. And it's like, wait, wait. He's like fucked up. Yeah, right I was now. like, "Are you? Are do you think he's flirting?" Yeah, I thought he was gonna go be like, oh, "Funny story about fish." I know. <laughs> and then we get a whole flashback to season two. Oh my god, fish get boys to, get to see him in his little speedo. He looked good. He did. And then we see Wentworth Miller. It would be a whole thing. Uh, but we how didn't innocent see that. we were. We were so innocent, and that was like back when it was the core Scoobies, core Scooby, and Giles, and Giles. We miss Giles. Mm, we miss Giles. We uh, only get him in the previously on. Yes. Oh my god if giles knew what spike did to buffy or tried to do Bu- spike would be dead spike, would, spike be dead. would be dead maybe even pieces yeah scattered like he wouldn't ripper. even he wouldn't even stake him no he would just cut him up yeah and he would not start with the head no because if you cut the head off he'd keep the head on so he'd just cut fingers first mm-hmm. then wrist just up 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 like a fillet until it gets to his neck yeah and then just yeah i mean because oh my god yeah okay so we already talked about one of the worst things that ever happens on Buffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have another one of the worst things yes. that ever happened. Okay, but let's, before we get to that part, mm-hmm. we should talk about the sexathon that Tara and Willa have. Oh my God, nonstop. <laughs> they can't stop. They're all legs Which and arms. Is, it's great for I'm, them. Uh, but it's like, they are just, they don't put on clothes. No. And they even talk about it. Like at the end, they're like, oh, clothes. This is mm-hmm. different for us. It's like, it's, and they're being cute about Because- when Riley and Buffy did it, I didn't like it. It was not interested. I was not interested. I was like, close your mouth and your legs. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. But with this, I was like, oh, oh yay. yay. Even Dawn was like, I'll go downstairs and turn up the TV. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> I love you guys, which is such a fan stand-in. Oh, 100%. Um, so, yeah. So, we get a lot. And Tara, again, like we talked about, is so like, she's a woman now. She's yes. not a girl. She's like. She's in self- charge. Yes. She's self-possessed. Yeah. Like, I just love. Oh, Tara in this Tara in this episode. Um, I will say that when, because I forgot what happens at the end of this episode. You forgot? No, no, no. no. I forgot. I thought it happened later. Oh, okay. Um, Like it's a pretty well. Because so this this episode contains two of the worst things that ever happened in Buffy in one episode. In one episode, I thought they were spread out. So when the Buffy thing happened, Uh I was like, like, oh, okay. Well, that other thing is coming. Sad, sad, sad. Then I saw the outfits they put on and I remember that scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, Tara's blue top. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. I know oh, no. that blue top. Yeah. Um, okay, and not to go back to Spike, <laughs> but I did have a thing to say about him, which was related to him talking about how he isn't evil anymore. And you know how I know he isn't evil anymore? Mm. He was wearing a loose pants. Oh yeah, the pants were loose. Loose. And I was like, Spike. <laughs> put on your real pants what are those what are those pants harem pants what are you, are you doing loose pants no wonder you don't feel your mojo seriously just get those tight get pants, those tight pants. And, a, and your belt your black belt yeah but he was wearing like long sleeve t-shirt yeah and what was that loose pants and i was like all right buddy <laughs> um but we got to get to it buffy and xander reconcile mm-hmm. and they're outside in the garden yes and Warren, who has been humiliated one too many times by Buffy. And or just by women a woman, in general. Women, people. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really want to, I don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah, me neither. Um, so 
this is something that I I was listening to a, another podcast because it was it, it's okay that it wasn't this one because it was like political and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like we don't really talk, always talk about stuff. <laughs> but it, they were interviewing. Have you watched the um, Vice News piece about uh, Charlottesville? No. Okay, it's good if you have time to watch it. Uh, but the woman, the who, the reporter who did it was on uh, Pod Save America this week or uh, the week after it happened and uh, was talking about, and she had been embedded with a bunch of the white nationalists and uh, alt-right people. Mm -hmm. And she's like deep undercover. uh, She's not undercover. They know who she is, but she's developed enough relationship with them that they'll talk to her. Interesting. Okay. Um, Because they're not, that's the thing is like, they're not shy about Mm -mm. what they are. Um, which is only makes them more fucked up. But she was talking about how they build their ranks. And one of the ways, like it starts, it starts online, as one would Mm -hmm. imagine. And a lot of the times it starts with intense misogyny. So it's like they start with um, usually young men Mm -hmm. who feel rejected by women and who hate women, who have like, who are misogynists online. And they can kind of like recruit them into their folds and then they what they call it is like you go more and more extreme so like you start with hating women and then you like slowly get indoctrinated into more and more like hating everyone Mm -hmm. but it was interesting so like the two things were like you they start young and misogynist and then they also i guess they talk a lot about like having levels of i can't remember what they call it but it's like a slang for like having being sort of autistic Hmm. Because apparently that makes you better at being an alt-right soldier or something. Interesting. Um, But it was interesting. So I just listened to that when I was watching this episode. And I feel like we've talked about how the trio are this like prototype of troll people from the Mm -hmm. internet and MRA guys and like how shitty they are. But like that idea of the young rejected male misogynist then becoming like essentially a domestic terrorist. Um, And this is a fantasy world. So they are doing like magic shit (laughs) and like stupid stupid magic shit but like the idea that they you turn evil which again hell mouthy position white nationalists are evil yes (laughs) okay i was like i just had to check with kelly yeah yeah. listen sorry if any of our listeners i'm just gonna go out and say it and i'm gonna say it do it if you're an alt-right like white nationalist go fuck yourself and don't listen to this podcast anymore that's what I'm going to say. Yes, go fuck I yourself. Don't, I don't need you. To, I don't need. We don't need you. Sorry. Peace. Not only do we not need you, we don't want you. We don't want you. And, uh, and you probably don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do. if you do, here's the thing. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't listen anymore. And think about it. Think about it. Think about it. But you don't have to. But don't listen to us while you're thinking about it. If you've if you've been someone who's been able to listen to enough of this podcast, <laughs> gotten this far, and for some reason are able to reconcile, like, I, I don't know, go, go get help. I don't know. Get help. I think that's bottom line. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go first. fuck yourself. Stop listening to our podcast and get help. Yeah. Because a therapist will help you. Sure. Yeah. Like, do that. That's all. That's all. That's our official stance. That's our official stance. Uh, um, but I could see them totally being in the fucking alt-right. I could yeah. totally so see So, like, that. that's like this, and it totally, because it's like this impotent anger. And it's easy to aim, I think. At women, because we're 51% of the population, so there's a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And then you like, then you specify your anger even further mm-hmm. until you're hating everyone who isn't a white male. Yeah. A white Christian male, I guess. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah, the, yeah, because it, there's a lot of like anti-Muslim yeah, uh, groups like, and anti-Jewish, too. anti-Jewish. So it's like, okay, yeah, a white straight cis Christian male. Yep, that's your whole. That's both your whole identity, and that's the only people you want around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I do. I guess I sort of recommend this. I recommend the Vice News piece because it's like important to know your enemy and stuff. It totally. But like, maybe don't watch that and seeing red in the same day. That might be yeah. too much. I may or like have, maybe don't have anything to do. Like, don't do something where you have to be on afterwards. No. Like, do something and then you go to sleep <laughs> for, for like twelve hours. <laughs> or maybe you then go to a protest. Sure, 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 sure. If you're gonna do something like, if you can do something productive right after, you'll feel better. But don't like do a thing where you have to like sing songs to children. No, <laughs> maybe not even talk to children because you might slip. Yeah, and tell them. And the children have to know. Maybe do that. <gasps> don't tell the children. Tell the children. Do we want to tell the children? Yeah. I don't want the children to know. They have to know because then they have to learn the value of of uh, love and empathy. You're right. <sighs> it's a tough world we're living in. We live in a really um, tough world. Um, and sometimes, oh, I got another goofy thing to say yes. before we get to the worst thing that ever happens on the show, which honestly, I think it is. Because, I think it is. Because Joyce dying brought us the episode The Body, which mm-hmm. is one of the best episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just, this is just, is horrible. Okay, so the thing that I think is silly is the S, the Sunnydale PD does not respect directional parking. Nope. They have directional parking outside. And first I was like, oh, it's an emergency. And then I saw they were just getting Jonathan out of the car. I was like, no, there's no reason for you to go the wrong way up your road (laughs) and try to flip a Yui. That was crazy. That they didn't do properly. They were like, oh, I missed the turn. (laughs) Like, (laughs) just go around the block. It was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's lines. Yeah. Do what the lines say. Also, okay, another thing before we get to the horrible thing. The thing we don't want to talk about. I was legit mad that those buzz saws ruined Buffy's jacket. It was a, it was a cute jacket. It, that's like her, yeah, her she jacket. Yeah. I did like that she, and just like almost everything with the trio, she dismissed it without too much trouble though. Yep. She was like, oh, buzz saws. Okay. Yeah. Let me and she's like uh, flip, annoyed. Flip, flip. Yeah. Oh, she's totally annoyed. That's it. She's not like scared or angry. She's just like, okay, these guys are annoying. When she goes to fight them and she's wearing like gloves and a nice jacket and a little hat. I'm like, oh, you didn't even dress to be a serious fighting. Because usually serious fighting Buffy is ponytail, no hat, black turtleneck. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And maybe a leather jacket. Chunky heel. Yeah. She was like. Yeah. She was dressed to like go get ice cream and not ice cream, get hot cocoa ice skating. Yep. At the Grove. At the Grove. Yep. (laughs) Watch the fountains. So, okay, the three boys get the I love balls. that we call them boys because it would hurt them. They'd be yeah. so fucking pissed. They're men. Um, your boys. Um, boys. They, so they get the little balls. By, by skinning, which. Yes. But they, I don't know why I did that because we can say Warren gets skinned. He gets flayed at the end of this, uh, these two episodes. But they skin a demon. Mm-hmm. Who was just kind of being a demon. Just walking. Literally yeah, just walking, walking in a hallway. Uh, they skin the demon and put the skin on Jonathan. Make Jonathan. And Jonathan goes through a portal, steals these balls, and then... Sorry, I interrupted you. But no. I, and then okay. Warren gets them. Then and Warren then, has these balls. And he... They give him strength and invulnerability, mm-hmm. he says. But, like, we don't really see the invulnerability part, I guess. I mean, he's invulnerable until someone until smashes them. Yeah. <laughs> until he's not invulnerable. Um, and... Andrew believes he's going to get to touch those balls. He does. He believes he's going to get his little paws on those balls. <laughs> he doesn't. No. Which we could have told him, Andrew, you need to find someone who's willing to let you touch their balls. Yeah. It's and not him. Jonathan knows. Jonathan's like, do you ever think he, yeah, okay, I can't wait till we get to use those. 
So they obviously they continue their stupid idea of like stealing from an armored car, which is just so lame in Sunnydale. Yeah. I said I, that again. Okay. Sorry. So terrible in Sunnydale. Yes. We're working on it. Yeah. Um, I, I like almost said crazy like three times <laughs> in emails at work. And I was like, no, how can I say this to be more honest about to be more true yeah. to what I'm really saying and not malign anyone mm-hmm. with mental illness? But it's hard because these words are ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. But so we're working. We're working on it. And that's what we can do right now. You know who doesn't try to work on themselves? The three boys. Three boys. <laughs> the three little boys. Well, except for Jonathan. He's like starting <sighs> to come back on it. He's, But he's not. Okay. We have to jump over the horrible thing. But him in that. his He's pretty homophobic and awful in that stupid. In the like drunk in tank. The, in the drunk tank. <laughs> yeah. When he like, says that guy's going to make him his butt monkey. Yeah. And then he's talking about. And we've talked about this. It's those kinds of jokes are like dehumanizing to the present population and just beyond being hack. They're hack, homophobic, and dehumanizing to the present population. Which is a tough trio for me to swallow. Well, yeah. And it's like your joke is like stupid and offensive in yeah. multiple ways. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good like, on you. Ugh. It makes me want him to have to do 60 days in. <laughs> Any, that should be a law. Yeah. If you make a homophobic joke that is dehumanizing to the prison population and also hack, you have to do 60 days in. So basically, if you make a joke about like <laughs> dropping the soap or oh. dropping the soap, being a bitch. Yeah. And also, hey, how about that language? Yeah. Let's throw in. There's also some misogyny in there. Yeah. I mean, of course there is. It's the three boys. How are we? So- oh, also, I don't like how much Spike calls Buffy a bitch in this episode, in these episodes. Yeah. In the first episode, I guess he doesn't really say it in villains. But in seeing red, he calls her a bitch like four times. Fuck you, Spike. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I when you call a woman a bitch, a woman that you just tried to rape, you sound like like if you were a man mm-hmm. calling a woman a bitch, you sound like an angry, powerless, like little troll. Yes, who is mad because you got rejected, mm-hmm. and instead of saying hold up, let me look inside. Why did I get rejected? Being like, that woman's a bitch. Yep. Rather than look inward and have to change myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to like label this woman the name for a female dog. Yes. It's all, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like trying to take your power back. Mm-hmm. There's also a level of it like, even like when people are like, women are so emotional. It's like, okay, well, if your girlfriend's crying all the time, what happens right before that? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the like that's the thing that we should be worried about. Mm-hmm. Not like yes, and some people have outsized reactions to things, and I'm not saying that, but like if the issue is that she's angry at you all the time, the issue isn't that she's angry at you all the time. Yeah, there's if something the issue else. is that like she's short tempered. That mi- maybe that's the issue, but maybe also yeah, like and if it's so much of a problem to you that you're complaining about it all the time, don't be with that person. There you go. Yeah. Find someone that like works for you. Like there, because I actually got into like a discussion about this uh, with Micah where I said that someone was too sensitive. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, that's just gaslighting. And I was like, well, I get what you mean when someone, like if you say Wait, like, hey, about me? no, <laughs> it was about my mom. Was it also about how like they think everything's about them? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, 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 let's say someone says like, hey, when you did this thing that really hurts my feelings mm-hmm. and then someone else says, that's too, you're too sensitive. That is gaslighting. Yeah. Yes. But like there are people who like live life thinking that like literally every little thing that everybody else does in the world is yeah. an attack on them. Mm-hmm. 
that's a little too sensitive. Yes. I don't think it's gaslighting if you don't say it to the person. Oh, yeah. You can say it to someone else. I mean, that's I not mean, ga- gaslighting. That's, is to the person. That's gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> that's talking shit. Yeah. And it's Kelly, Kelly and I know talking shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's an episode of talking shit that happens off air between <laughs> when we record uh, Tall, Dark, and Broody and Hell Mouthy. Yeah. <laughs> we just do a little talking shit. No, yeah. but like, yeah, I think you have to do ga- gaslighting. You have to do to someone's face. Yeah, it's not gaslighting then. You're just, you might be mean. mean. You might yeah, be mean. Yeah, and you might be wrong. Yeah. I mean, and I guess he's not calling Buffy a bitch to her face, but, and it's totally, and I'm not equating them, even though by saying this, I guess I am putting them in the same, I'm like making an analogy, but it's not really a direct analogy. But like the fact that you're capable of saying that about her means mm-hmm. that you don't respect her. Exactly. Just like the what happened in that, his attempted rape of her means that he doesn't love her. His love for her is not something that is healthy in mm-hmm. any way. Well, right. And 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 sure, we can say that he's never experienced like a two-way relationship where everyone w- was really loving them for them. Yes. Because he's his relationship with Drusilla was fucked up. Yeah. And sure, like we can say that like he only knows what he knows. Fine. Sure. But that doesn't mean it was okay. It's not okay. There's, it's a reason but an excuse. Yes. And like, I think that's what a lot of people that defend it seem to think that the reasons are excuses. They're like, well, you know, like he doesn't know how to love her. Or, well, you know, like um, he, he he thought it was like uh, just them one having, of their games. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, okay, but it wasn't. And mm-hmm. so it was wrong. Yeah. Like, sorry. And it means that he's incapable of being in a relationship with her. Absolutely. And possibly any human. Absolutely. I mean, I'm extrapolating, but. I'm willing to say right now. Yeah. Um, Because I'm not going to deny that, like, I am sure some, like, really fucked up shit happened in the relationship he had with Drusilla. Mm-hmm. I am and sure. And the power dynamics were messed up. Yeah. Because it was, but but even, like, complicated and messed up because she sired him. And then she was, like, more powerful than him at times. Right. But, but then, then he would take he care would of take, her. Yeah. It was very, they were, they had a messed up relationship. And I'm not denying that. <laughs> But there is no justification for his behavior, and he's not wrong to believe he's a monster. He's a monster. He's a monster. And I wish some part of parts of me wish that he got on his bike and drove away, and we never saw him again. Yeah, and I think, and that's. I mean, I know what more happens. There is stuff of Spike that's not. I'm not saying every time I see him for the rest of time in any weed inverse, I'm like, ugh, Spike. But like he's broken something for me. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's very hard for me to root for him. And the thing is, too, like it still would have made sense for me for a thing that would cause him to do this and go mm-hmm. to Africa to like solve his whatever yeah. would be just an act of non-sexual violence. Yeah. Like an act of non-sexual violence that he does against somebody and and Buffy is like well, he completely can't do it against rejects. anyone but Buffy. Right. Okay, so he, I mean, would this be, would we feel differently about this if he, like, beat her up, punched her in anger? He has. Not recently, though. But not, okay, their fight, which is also unsettling, Mm -hmm. even if it led to, like, housebreaking sex, Mm -hmm. uh, their, that dynamic was two warriors. Right. She was weak. She was trying to take a bath. Like, when have we ever seen her try to take a bath? Like, she was tired and her back hurt. Mm -hmm. And she was not, she was not in warrior mode. No. So, would we be more okay with it if he had, like, been just listened to me and backhanded her? Slightly. 
Here's but the thing. still angry. That, I'd be annoyed. And a simple black, if I, it's I had to watch her struggle underneath his body and her legs on the, again her feet for, and I know for you it's a shower curtain and yeah. for me it's her feet slipping underneath her mm-hmm. while she's lying there trying to get purchased like yeah no uh trivia <sighs> yes uh James Marsters was vehemently against this arc for Spike mm-hmm. said that when he received the script he immediately began dreading shooting it yep tried to talk to them about it mm-hmm. they were like nope it's a necessary part of the screen and um. Because it was in an interview where, of course, yeah. it was like 20 questions with a, sure. Something a person. Yeah. And it was during the B- Buffy Slice 20. Oh, okay. Thanks. So it was like 20 questions with people on there. And one of them were like, okay, well, you know we have to talk about that controversial scene. And he was like, that was the worst day of my work life ever. Yeah. He's like, I did not want to do that. Um, and I'm sure that that was probably one of the worst days of Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's. Yeah. It's horrible. But it is interesting that like this actor was like, I don't think my character would do this. And for them to be like, no, he would. And again, there's a version of Spike that would do that. I don't feel like it's the version of Spike that we've seen all season. They're also not telling the story of date rape either. No. They don't handle it that Mm -hmm. way. They don't deal with, they don't deal with it that way. They don't have Buffy deal with it that way. Even having him drive away and not having to continue to deal with her Mm -hmm. means that they're not dealing with it. Like, yeah. The thing is that they don't even say the word rape here. That's the thing. He gets to escape from it without her saying, like, do you see what you just did to me? Like, she says, and you ask why I can never love you. Sure. Yeah. He runs away. He runs away. Then she sends her sister to go be with him. To say, to be with him safely. Which I was like. And she goes with. Mm-hmm. So she was prepared to go see him? Yeah. Um, Him running away and then, like, going to talk to some. I don't care about his trials. I don't care about any of it. Um, and I do know. that Yes. I have, like, future knowledge of what he's doing there and what mm. the trials are and all that stuff so like that i'm sure that is coloring my feelings but even the first time i saw this because I, I didn't know i mean i guess not the anybody, first time i saw it i didn't yeah, i did because you don't know it's very yeah. vague and it's kind of misleading yes i mean i didn't know about the scene in seeing red i oh, knew about the thing we haven't talked about because i didn't see it you know i didn't watch it live uh-huh. so like i knew about the 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 horrible thing that we we're avoiding so hard i think we're gonna get to an hour without yeah. talking about it um <laughs> but but I didn't know about this scene. Yeah. And I was deeply upset. Yeah. And only yeah, it's 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 horrible. Yeah. The scene is and again, I keep saying the scene as a piece of filmmaking is very effective as a horror scene. Mm-hmm. I you know, like I didn't breathe. I cried. I was yeah. very upset. It was like not a poorly shot scene, but in terms of where it fits in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Weak sauce. So and I'm also, you know what? I'm tired of Judgy Xander. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get that later he's like, I'm sorry. I just felt really hurt that you didn't tell me. And I know I made it really, I made you not want to. Yeah. Which I was glad that he yes. came to that realization. So they're having this moment in the backyard, which lovely backyard, by the way. We don't spend enough time in that backyard. Yeah, I love that backyard. Um, and we know it's the actual backyard because we see them enter it from yeah, the side. So it's it a perfect, beautiful backyard. Um, I think we've seen it through the back window in, mm-hmm. in the body. Yes. Yes. Um, so Buffy and uh, Xander are having a discussion. Warren, who has been powerless now, has, has had his powers removed. And we've been cutting a little back and forth with Tara and Willow, kind of being a little self-congratulatory because mm-hmm. they figured it out on their computer. No yes. magic. Um, and they're finally put on clothes mm-hmm. and they're a part of the team and they've worked together and they're finally back together. And it's like, 
they both have done the work to be where they can be to be yes. in a relationship again. 100%. And so until Warren shows up, we kind of have these two recon- these two very like sweet scenes. So we have Xander and Buffy outside having a moment and uh, Willow and Tara inside kind of having a moment. Mm-hmm. They've been having a moment. They've been having moments. Moment, mo- moments on moments on moments. Um, and Warren approaches. Uh-huh. Calls a Buffy black, a bitch. Yep. In a black bomber jacket. Yep. Gets a gun out. Shoots Buffy. Shoots, I think, all six rounds of the yeah. gun. Yeah. Shoots Buffy. Like, shoots towards Buffy a couple times. Mm-hmm. Xander jumps to the ground. Shoots into the air while he's running yeah, yeah. away and runs away. Yes. We cut almost immediately into the master bedroom where Tara is standing. And she's looking at Willow, who has a blood spatter all over her face and all over her chest. And she says, Your shirt. And dies. And that scene, I might cry right now. No, it's it so was sad. Well, this was the first for me, first episode of TV that really captured the feeling of loss, like mm-hmm. loss, loss, like bec- in someone that's like not a parent mm-hmm. or like it's someone that you like love, uh, in a romantic sense. Um, because like it is this thing where like Tara's gone and she's not gonna fucking come back and. Willow had finally, like, it was like she just grabbed her and then it was like it just slipped through her fingers. Yeah. And to be honest, at this point, I'm fucking rooting for Willow. I, I know that dark magic is bad for her, but I'm like. You're also down with vengeance. I'm down with vengeance. And also just like I empathize with Willow so much where she like, because she's like, this person is taken from you and that's it. And you, I don't know, just like that acute feeling of loss is like so accurately felt in this episode um, whereas like it's a much more stylized version in the body and it's a very, very, very effective and mm-hmm. you do feel those feelings of loss, but it's different. I don't know. Like for me, this death resonated with me. Well, a it's, lot. it's in some ways like more shocking and the way it is because you don't when the episode before the body ends. Mm-hmm. You, yes. You know, like what's up with Joyce? Like mm-hmm. you're not sure. When this episode ends, you know Tara is dead, and Willow has the black eyes, and Buffy and Buffy is, shot. is also shot very close. Like it's underneath her shoulder, but it's close to her heart. It's like and we not, know there's bleeding in the ventricle. Yeah, like it's not. It's not like she got shot in the arm or the like. Like she mm-hmm. got shot in a place like she needs medical attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't know if I'm Team Willow. Like I'm. T- I I don't condemn Willow for any of her choices. Right at this point. At this point, yes, but. Her instinct to call on the Dark Lord Osiris to bring Tara back. Tara would not want to come back that way. No. And that is Willow making a choice. It's instinctual and it's immediate and she has suffered this loss. And so I don't blame her for making that choice. Like, of course, like she's she's following. It's it's barely a second before she does oh, it. It's because like it's, yeah. it's so instinctual to her. She like gives up all of her stuff of like no, not doing magic and she goes. She immediately does it. Immediately. She immediately does it. And it doesn't work. No, nope. because he's like, uh, And then this she is maybe like punches him. She like punches, punches him with, him with her magic. Voice? Yeah, it's that awesome. That was pretty sick. And also, this is another thing too, where like this whole time, you're just like, Willow's being a real fucking badass here. Yes. Because she's- Oh, it, she's such a badass. She's such a fucking badass. She's such a badass. So she, so she can't save Tara. And again, Tara probably would be a little, not, she wouldn't be mad, but she would not, it yeah. wouldn't be a good, it wouldn't continue their love fest of, it would not bring her back to the perfect place that it would they be, were five minutes ago. It would be a conversation. It'd, a conversation, maybe another breakup. Yeah. Like, it would be bad. Um, 
And then she kind of does the same to Buffy, even though Buffy already got saved once and wasn't really happy about it, but she just does it. She's just like, yeah. fuck it. I'm the power. I got the power now. I'm just take care of shit. Because she's just pure rage. She's pure and, rage. And the there are no consequences for her right now because she already suffered the greatest loss there could be. Well, and she's like, I'm not coming back. She she, she doesn't want to there be isn't. there without Tara, no. which I get that. I like, get that. Yeah. That feeling of just like, well, then what is the point? Of any like, of it. Yeah. Where she, she put in so much work to be with this person that she loves so much. She mm-hmm. finally got her. And the reward is to lose her. Yeah. And just, so like. It, and the world loses her. It's not even like, and she even says that to yeah. Warren, like, because it's not, like I said, it is like that instinct to like bring her back. I don't think Tara would want to be brought back that way, but <laughs> like, but that's me being nitpicky. That loss is so deep and real that yeah, no consequences matter to her. She's like, she just wants to like burn down everything and die in the flames. Yep. Which honestly, like, Warren is what is probably my most hated character on television oh on television mm-hmm. i mean he's like up there with like joffrey he's yeah, like he's joffrey a, is he's a, really high for me and also what's his face the uh the other guy from game of thrones i really hated him stannis i really hated no stannis. i stannis i could handle uh <laughs> the one with theon and sansa <gasps> uh, oh oh uh, oh uh, uh uh he called him reek yeah he, he ate his chopped balls. off his uh wiener um yeah what is, what is his name what was his name and he got eaten by his own dog yes I've like blocked it, but he, I think more yeah. than like, I hated Joffrey. I hated Joffrey. But Joffrey was a child. Joffrey was a child. And yeah, he was a child. And like, you could not excuse him, but like he, a lot of times he felt like a spoiled brat. That one, the one who was like, he was like the bastard son of the, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. That guy. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst. Dark my, hair. Very, very pale. So pale. Very pale. Um, Kind of looked like the lead guy in Newsies. Yeah. But isn't because like, Time, time forward, and he had that like his hair was like curly on his bangs. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that guy. Uh, I I did not ever want to see him on my television at all. I didn't. Yeah, he was so abhorrent to me mm-hmm. that I wished he didn't exist. I mean, it's part of the story. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not telling George R. R. Martin to rewrite it, mm-hmm. but like I don't ever really want to see those mm-hmm. scenes of him again. Like, even if I did a rewatch, I'd want to, I'd like be like, I'm going to go get popcorn every time yeah. he's on. I just don't. Yeah. I would say those three for me, probably. They're top, my top. I'm trying to think of anyone else that's like so evil. And that's, the, I, I think, and here's another thing too. I think because Warren is so close to something that we're dealing yeah. with right now that I'm like, and the fact that even when he's fucking tied up between those trees, he's still calling women bitches. Yeah. Like, ugh. He's never going to learn or change. That's the problem with right. him. And he doesn't even think of himself as evil. No. Whereas I think the guy that I'm talking about knows he's a oh, torturous. He knows he is. Yeah, he knows he's evil. He's a sociopath. He's a sociopath. I think Or that, psychopath, depending. Yeah, exactly. We so know. he's more like a sociopath. Like, whereas, yeah, Warren still thinks he's a good guy. Well, it's, and, it's, it's, a, it's a thing with a lot of terrorists where it's like you uh, reframe your, the narrative where you're the hero. Yes. You think that, you're, that people are going to be happy after you've committed this act of violence, which he thinks... That he's doing the right thing. Like, he thinks that he's, like, saving... Or he's just... Or he's, like, getting revenge that is justified. Right. When, like, he's not. No. Um, people don't like you because you're an asshole. It's not because exactly. people are wrong. Yes. It just reminds me of, like, when guys are like, oh, I can't understand women. And it's like, I hey, mean... think like you. Yeah. women are people. Yeah. Just a person. Just try being a normal, chill person, and maybe you'll find someone to connect with. 
instead of being like, oh, women from Venus. Uh. <laughs> um, no, it's true. Uh, w- women are from America. Some of them. <laughs> some, other of them some of them are from uh, Czechoslovakia. Oh, wait, that's not anymore. The, I mean, at one point. At one point they were. Um, you know, that's, I mean, I've told you this. That's a joke in Roswell. What? They call the aliens Czechoslovakians. Oh, really? For like two episodes or maybe even longer, maybe like four episodes. And then one of the characters who doesn't know, but he keeps hearing that code word. It's like, you keep talking about Czechoslovakia <laughs> and it isn't even a country. <laughs> I didn't know that was is, a joke from there. Yeah, so you should watch Roswell. Oh, great. I haven't plugged that to you in like yeah, it's been a while. months. Record so. streak. Streak broken. Streak broken because <laughs> you said Czechoslovakian. I know. Don't mention Tabasco sauce. I'll be off on a tear. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So, Willow gets makeover. Instant. Instant makeover. Dark hair. Dark clothes. Dark eyes. Uh, shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. She is... A badass. She takes care of things. Now, as much as I said, like, she makes kind of a selfish, instinctual choice, it's more like she's the boss mm-hmm. than she's being uh, self-serving. Anyway. So I don't mean, like, self-serving, because she is. She, like, fixes Buffy. She gets shit done. Mm-hmm. Like, her priorities are still in order, mm-hmm. but her priorities become make sure my friends are okay, then murder Warren. Mm-hmm. Or at least find Warren and get my vengeance. Because she doesn't murder him right away. Right away. No. She, uh... Tortures him. She lets him, she, because you know she could catch him any second. Mm-hmm. But she lets him try to use all his little tricks on her. Which is so embarrassing. Those I tricks know, are embarrassing. Humili- and it's humiliating for him that she just breaks through all of them. And do you see the stupid fucking look on his face every time he releases anyone? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I got it this time. It's like, you really no, think four out of five didn't work? Yeah, it's not going to work. He got one sort of good one when he left his trail on the bus or whatever. Sure. But his that's essence. it, bro. That, and that slowed her down for an hour? Because she can teleport now. Yeah. Oh, my God. She, okay. She's, like, super witch. She's super intense. witch. And, I mean, we know it's not going to be good for her, you know? And she gets But stat- she does not care. She doesn't care. She she knows she's going to be burning so bright she's going to die. She doesn't yeah. care. She doesn't care. In her humanity, she's, fuck it. It's It died with Tara. She doesn't care. Yeah. <gasps> so she first storms into the magic box, uh, freezes Anya. Which sucks. Poor Anya. Anya's just like, what's up? And Anya knows because she's like, I feel her vengeance, but yeah. she won't let me help her. Ugh. Which probably for the best for everyone. Yeah. Anya doesn't need that on her conscience. No. Uh, magically pulls all of the books down, absorbs mm-hmm. all the books. With this Into her skin. Skin, which was oh, cool. So that was cool. cool. The effects in this episode were beast. Yeah, they were like, really they cool. They were really good. Really cool. Uh, so she gets all the magic in her. And then she's like, all right. And then also the scene where she saves... Uh, Buffy is so yes, cool. It is very cool. I loved that she captures the bullet and then when mm-hmm. she opens her hand, it's gone. Like yeah, that was like that was really cool. Really cool. Okay. Though, and I don't know if like it's an editing issue or what, but why would they why in the world would they have the scene where Warren finds out that Buffy's alive and and Tara mm. is dead before we go to the hospital with Buffy? That is weird. Cause then it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. And it's also the t- I mean, I guess they just meant like she survived to the hospital, but like that scene with Buffy would have had so much more. I mean, obviously Buffy's not going to die. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer and there's two more episodes in the season. Yeah. But like, I mean, she has died twice. (laughs) So maybe she will. But like that, there would have been so much more suspense of that scene with Buffy in the hospital if we didn't just get assured that she's fine. And I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have known that she was almost dead until when Willow says, without me, you would be dead. And yes. she goes, I know. And then we're like, wait, huh? 
was like, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it was a really, like, the shot was not, I mean, he sh- he didn't shoot. He sh- sprayed bullets, but mm-hmm. he got her mm-hmm. in some organs. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So, that was a little disappointing. That was. <laughs> it was or just it was, like, less climactic, like, less yeah. powerful than it would have been. Yeah. Um. Because even, like, Xander's worried outside, and you're like, oh, well, we already know she's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Or at least the news thinks she's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, Which maybe they're just doing bad reporting. Maybe. <laughs> um, but no, the Slayer's, so Warren thinks the Slayer's going to be after him. And also that scene is really satisfying, too. When he tells them, like, oh, I killed the Slayer. And they're all like, oh, you fucking <laughs> idiot. idiot. Yeah. Like, she's going to be after you. Yep. And then when he goes to Rafe. Yes. And, and he's, he's like, a, he's oh, he is, he is the worst. Yeah. And then I did love too that Rafe was like, oh, you're worried about the Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> that witch is coming after you. And he's like, what? Uh, what? He's like, doesn't matter. You're doomed. You're doomed. <laughs> She's got so much power and you are a dinky human. Yeah. And I'll give you this like box of tricks, but yeah, good luck. No guarantees. And he's like, whatever. I just need to get some coverage. Okay. It's like, I paid a guy 20 bucks to help me find this place. He's like, I know. He would have shown you for five. <laughs> We've talked about some serious things, but yes. we need to talk about the most serious thing. Right. And that I wonder is if the same thing I wrote out. Buffy's post shower belt. Belt! Yes! I is. wrote that down too. It's, it's so, so shiny. It's so big and shiny and, and brown and brown. <laughs> and like, I and don't low? And low, it's not holding anything up. Oh my God. What was it? I don't know. But I seriously wrote, oh my God, Buffy's belt. It was so shiny. It was distracting. It was so big. Like, I was like, what is that? There were so many important things happening, and I couldn't focus on any of them. Because of the belt. Because the belt. The belt was, like, screwing me up. I was, like, just oh, disoriented. Yeah. No. And it wasn't It wasn't holding anything up. No. Because it was that look of, like... <sighs> I feel like it was a very Britney Spears A shirt with a... Yes, with a statement belt. Yes, it was a statement belt. Oh, God, the years of statement belts. Mm-hmm. And then we went to statement necklaces. Mm-hmm. And now... I feel like there's sta- some people do statement earrings. Yes. There was a time of statement bracelets. Mm-hmm. And statement rings. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Those like big old cocktail big, rings. Where they get stuck on your fucking hair. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, statement belt for sure. It was so brown and shiny yep. and big. Oh, my God. Okay. So that for me is the big fashion miss of the episode. Yes. Do you know what my fashion win was? What? You might know. Anya's Peter Pan collar. Love that. It was so cute. With her hair in the pony. Yes. It looked so good. It was so charming. And um, yeah, and I like that like she she essentially tells Xander she's back to being a vengeance demon. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't react as badly as one might think from Xander Mm because we've been trained to think very little of him. But he doesn't react super well and she's kind of like, bro, it ain't your problem. Yeah. She's just like, shrug. And I kind of like the way they deal with it. It's like, all right, you're right. It's not really my business. Mm-hmm. I wish you weren't a demon, but I get it. Yeah. Um, and I like, too, that she feels allegiance to Willow. Yes. I liked that. I like that she's like, I'm doing this to help Willow, which is, yeah. I mean, that tracks for her character. Absolutely. Um, love that. I also loved uh, Buffy's black button-down top at the beginning of the first episode. Yeah. It was a nice fitted mm-hmm. uh, button-down. Looked nice. Yeah. Um, I like her robe, but the ro- the scene makes me sad, so I don't yeah. Um, but that yeah, big fashion miss. Big fashion miss. Belt. Um, the other like horrible thing that happens in that episode, um, is Dawn sitting with a dead body. Oh my god! For hours. I cried for that part too. That where was she's so like, sad. I didn't want to leave her alone. She felt the same way about her mom. Yeah, 
And Tara was like her new mom. Yeah. Tara was the only person who consistently showed Dawn consideration and kindness. Yeah. It was really and sad. Now she's gone. I don't want Tara to be dead. Me neither. And of course, I mean, this is like uh, one of the first instances of like what we now know as the barrier gaze trope, which is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this was like an intentional thing on behalf of the show because it no. wasn't a trope yet. Right. Um, I think it was just like a, oh, um, I like to make people feel sad sort of <laughs> move. Yeah. Which and it like made sense in the and I think it's also raising the stakes. No pun raising mm-hmm. the stakes of the kind of pain that these characters are going through. Right. So we yes. had the loss of Joyce. Like first we had like romantic loss. Sure. And then we've had the loss of Joyce. And then we had Buffy. But even that we like undid really quick. And this is one of their own. And this is the first right. time really that they have a non mystical one of their own. Like the consequences of this big bad are probably the biggest consequences. I mean, beyond Buffy last year, which was a pretty, which was big. Mm-hmm. But like this consequences, like this is how you make, this is one way to make this arc matter. I mean, it also triggers Willow, which is a whole nother thing, but it, yeah. this is what, how you make the bit, make the, the trio. What is the cost of the trio? It's Tara. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge cost. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, where like, so Willow's off the deep end, right? Cause she's, she is on a, train that's screaming towards hell and she's she's driving she's that driving. train and the thing is even if she like let's say in some world where she goes real bad and then comes yeah. back Tara's still dead yep and that loss is so heartbreaking mm-hmm. um Tara right before this was one of my favorite characters yeah and to see her and Willow so happy together is so sad knowing that she dies yes it doesn't make it easier to know so willow is like she's toying with warren warren's running around in the forest okay when she says act's not gonna cut it is she doing like a pun on that's not gonna cut it Mm -hmm. that's horrible it's pretty bad it's horrible she's in a bad place (laughs) she's in such a bad place she's doing puns that are like that's That's a stretch it's not a pun it's just a word that you're using you could use maybe you use ask ask. yeah we got it immediately we did it immediately so like Axe again, bro. <laughs> That's fun, right? It is a fun. People say ask again, bro, all the time. They could. I don't. The thing is, it makes more sense than what actually was said. But so he and his smug look on his fucking face after oh. he hits her with an axe in the back. And, you know, she is pulling from some dark magic. Yes. Because she instantly gets up. Yep. Pulls it out from her back and throws it to the ground because she's not going to use that shit. No. Instead, she ties him to a tree where he's yep. like. A spread eagle. Yep. Calls upon the other woman he's killed, has her come back, call him out, make him kind of like, so it's emotional torture. Yes. And then takes a bullet, the bullet that was in Buffy. Yeah. Which I, it's, she should have taken the one from Tara, but yeah, whatever. whatever. Okay. I mean, <laughs> makes it just slowly go through his body, and sews des- his mouth shut. Yes. And describes what a bullet does to a body when it does that. Which mm-hmm. she's describing what happened to Tara. Mm-hmm. Though I guess Tara was shot in the back, but still. Yeah. And lets him scream for a second. Mm-hmm. Where And he also like begs. Uh, he doesn't beg, but he does like say. He tries to appeal to her. Yeah. Humanity. He's like, you're not a bad person. But then he keeps going back to like yeah, calling women goes, bitches yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And she, do- she boils it down. She's like, oh, you you hate women. And 
Buffy was your ultimate prize. Uh, and when he's like, I didn't mean to. And she's like, oh, you mean instead of killing my best friend, you killed my girlfriend? Cool. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Dude. <laughs> that is not a justification. And then this is something that I think ha- <laughs> that I misunderstand every single time I watch this episode, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is so she flays him. Right. Yeah. And then she flays him right as the other Scoobies arrive at the scene. And, mm-hmm. and Xander says, oh, my God. And it's while Warren's head flops down. I always mistakenly believe that Warren without skin is looking down at his own body and saying, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and every time i'm like what a weird tone shift. <laughs> and then i'm like oh right it was right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no but she also says bored now which is a deep well not that deep a cut i guess but it is a far back callback season three season three the wish the wish and, and doppelgangerland and doppelgangerland that the vampire version of willow which is willow without a soul mm-hmm. and with the blood lust that willow's catchphrase was bored now bored now mm-hmm. and she said it in the same way bored now okay do you think okay. she was like you know what i'm kind of remembering this thing that happened for three years ago because her clothes are the same too yeah she's like it would be kind of funny if i said the, that thing or do you think like somewhere in her dna it's to say bored now i think it's like that kind of thing it's like a sliding doors type yes. of situation but I do like the idea of her trying to just, like, do one thing for herself as she's, like... Well, because she's, like, this guy keeps talking. Because, I mean, we've all listened to dudes just keep talking. Uh-huh. So she's just, like, the guy keeps talking, not really caring what her... Not... I mean, he has something he wants from her. He wants her to let her, him go. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have, like, a... He's not really paying attention to her expression mm-hmm. or, like, whether she's actively listening. So she's, like, in her head, just, like, okay, how long do I have to do this? And then she's, like, oh, I don't have to do this. She's like, I'm going to remember my whole life. <laughs> she starts with she's baby. Or she's just like, gosh, she's like, maybe should I keep the bra- dark hair? I look pretty good with dark hair. Do you remember when I was in high school and that vampire showed up and she had dark hair like I do now? It but hers was good. like a little bit more auburn. So maybe yeah, I don't want to do I that, that look. I mean, I could do that like instantly. Corsets were a good look on me. Oh, my God. He's still talking. <laughs> oh, what was it she would say? Oh, that's right. Bored now. now. And then. And then. Which him, <laughs> which was horrifying. It's horrifying, and so he's steaming. Ugh. Ugh. And that might be part of why I feel like yes, watching him is like he's gross. I hate him. Mm-hmm. But he gets flayed. No, he gets what's coming. Ramsey's, Ramsey, Ramsey, Bolton, Bolton, Ramsey, Ramsey's. <laughs> it's not like Osiris and like- Ramsey's. He's uh, Egyptian god. No. Uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Bolton. Bolton. Gosh. I just had to get to flaying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just had to get some torture. Because he, that's the symbol of their house. Yes, the flayed man. The flayed man. Uh, Which, real chill. Real fucking there's chill. There's nothing chill about flaying. No. Flaying is, oh, it's like, you are not cool. What the fuck is wrong with you? If you <laughs> flay someone, what you is flay wrong someone, And then you? you want people to know you flay? It's like, yes. you should be ashamed of your flaying because you're like, I got a little too into this. Yes. because I know, went overboard. Hannibal keeps it a secret. Yes. Though, Hannibal Lecter. Did you watch the TV show? Okay. He, he kind of he makes he, me goes, he's like, I got a secret. Yeah. Hey, 
I'm going to, do you want to be my therapist? I'll tell you some stuff. It's going to sound weird. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to keep you in my house and marinate your arm in, in slugs. Hey, uh, you hungry? I'm a real good cook. <laughs> okay, so he is a little more zesty in, in the show. But, okay. but he's not carrying a sign around that says no. I eat people. Yes. No, of course he isn't. And he would, he would he gets never it. be so tacky. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be that tacky. It's so that's that's what it's, it's tacky. <laughs> You gotta have a little refinement. There's no refinement. No, none. Oh, no. So tacky. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then she says at the end, one down, two to go. She doesn't she, say two to go. Oh, she's waiting right, for Right, because two to go is the, the name. name of the next episode. Right. She Which says is a fun thing. That is fun. She says one down. And then <laughs> disappears. And the friends are like, <laughs> honestly, I was in the same way at home. Which it's funny because she's already caught the big fish. Yeah. In like every way. It It is a little weird. I mean, I get why we're like impatient, right? We're like, oh, we want to like Warren. Warren is the big fish. So and in traditional horror, I feel like we built up to Warren. Yes. The other two boys. But I understand why we don't deal with the other two boys right now yeah because we know the show (laughs) (laughs) yes and i think that this is well i mean this is the most justified kill yes because this is the person who literally tried to shoot buffy did shoot buffy Mm -hmm. and killed tara Mm -hmm. so this is the person who if the idea is eye for an eye Mm -hmm. this is the person who deserved who should die Mm -hmm. and i think also buffy would fight harder to protect the other two boys um, I, I don't know. I mean, she didn't really didn't get a chance because Willow didn't. is so powerful at this point. Mm-hmm. Even though Buffy is doing everything she can to catch up with Willow, she can't. Yeah. She's too, she's too late. Mm-hmm. It's too late when she gets there. We don't know what would have happened if Buffy would have had a chance to save Warren. Well, and also, um, I think the audience has an easier time rooting for Buffy if she's trying to protect the two boys versus Warren. Yes. I think so- from the moment Warren sticks an axe. <laughs> In the back of Willow. I mean, from the whole episode. But I feel like in this in this final battle, the axe bit and all of the things that she does, I think until he's flayed, I think the, we're all supposed to be like, whoa, when he loses all his skin. Yes. I think we're supposed to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and yeah. then she's gone. And you're like, mm, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> that's, that's fucking intense. Uh-huh. That's like some serial killer shit. That is, yeah. That's like you kind of, th- and that's kind of where I stop being Team Willow. So like up, up until there, I'm like Team Willow, Team Willow, Team Willow. I don't care. You're using your magic. Uh, something bad's gonna happen, but whatever. The flaying part, I'm like, Ugh. you. So you're into the bullet part. If yeah, she had yeah, just shot him, just like, sl- I mean, did it slow? Did it the torturous way? But just put the bullet through him in the same way it went through Tara and killed him. You would have been all right with that. I mean, it, it's fictional, but purely in fiction, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. He's so despicable. He's despicable, but we, I'm with Buffy, I think. We have, as humans, yeah, we different have rules. a set of, we have laws. And if we, I know you think that you probably know better than most of them, but I just feel like we have the system. So like either the system, we trust the system or we don't trust the system. Mm-hmm. And if we don't trust the system, it's anarchy and we have to go all in on that. Then yeah. nothing counts. Right. Or... We say these laws are real and matter and we have to obey them and we have consequences and we have to follow up with those consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, the scene I really, really liked was the uh, conversation on the couch between Xander, Dawn and Buffy. Yeah. Where they're talking about like 
both Dawn and Xander are kind of like, let her do it. Let her do it. And Buffy's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And Buffy makes a good point to where she's like, I can't let Willow do this to herself. Yes. Which I think is the thing that gets them on her side. Where they're yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah, for remember, it's Willow. Well, because there's also, and we don't name her by name, and it's different, but I think the specter of faith hangs over some of Buffy's choices here, mm-hmm. too. Because I think Buffy did let faith go. She did. Which, there were there were circumstances and reasons, and faith was really prickly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Buffy did let faith go bad without without trying to stop her or save her. Yeah. And in this season particularly, we've seen a lot of like recurring uh, like images and themes from season three Mm -hmm. that are causing Buffy to like feel like icky about things because they were things that she dealt with with Faith. Yeah. Like the idea of like being bad and like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and being above the law. She really doesn't like that. No. Because she saw what it did to Faith. Even though the Sunnydale police department can't figure out the parking their own parking lot <laughs> they can't figure it out their own parking they're lot. not going like, to solve it's this not crime. someone else's park it's like they park they, there every yeah. day and they don't know how to park in it no <laughs> do you know how much that would make me angry if i worked at that park at that police department even if i just yeah. know not even angry i lived in that neighborhood and anytime i walked rode my bike or drove by that police station and police cars were parked caddy corner across <laughs> parking lots lines yeah, I would be so. I would want to leave a note. I probably eventually oh would leave a note. You on leave the, a note. I would. I oh would, my god! Would, I might sign it and put my phone number. I'll be like, "Call me if you need to talk this out." I but can help. This you. is ridiculous. <laughs> or let's repaint. Here's the thing: that you don't have to have directional parking. No, you can just have normal parking spots. If that's if that's how you want to be, yeah, Sunnyvale, <laughs> Sunnydale Police Department. Fine. <laughs> It really, like, I was just like, <gasps> Ryan's hands were, like, outstretched <laughs> to the heavens, saying, if that's how you want to be, you can yeah. do it, but just repaint the lines. And I'm sure, okay, I don't think it was on purpose. I think it was probably the way the light was. They had to shoot from that angle, and they needed the cars to come from that angle, and so they did it that way. I'm sure it was not, like, a choice right. to show. So you're, them. yeah, you're not questioning the like writerly directorial choice you're questioning the characters doing this yeah the characters do not this does not make sense for characters to do this maybe maybe it was necessary by production um oh here's a positive from these episodes clem oh i like clem like clem and i kind of like his friendship with dawn me too like i i want them to hang because she deserves like a friendly guy not necessarily a guy, but a friendly person in her life who isn't all wrapped up in the Slayer, in the Scoobies. Yep. Just who's kind of nice and someone who she can hang out with who isn't going to ditch her to save the world. Nope. It's just like a low stakes, friendly person. Mm-hmm. Great. I also think it's funny that after being with a dead body all morning, Dawn is like, you could leave me alone. I'm like, no, yeah. Dawn. You were just, remember when you were all, the only living person in this house for oh hours? God. You want to do that again? Oh, my God. In that, You want to sit on the couch where your mom died? Yeah. Do you have the same couch? Yeah. That's fucked up. Especially because, like, we know what happens with dead bodies. Like, when someone dies, they evacuate. Get a new couch. Maybe they did. It looks the same. Well, though. here's the thing. She may not. Do you, do you evacuate instantly? Like this. Mm, but maybe her thick squ- suede skirt caught it. <laughs> So when like Buffy pulls down her skirt, like adjusts it, there's like it's stuff in there, better than there and then on the couch. (laughs) Yeah, they should have gotten a new couch. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't have a lot of money. No, but I think, yeah, 
I mean, at least a new slip cover. It's the same. It looks the same. Oh my god! So Giles slept on it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows he really does love Buffy. He does. He loves Buffy so much. Yeah, I was not into Axe. Not going to cut it. That's <laughs> not funny. Stop it. Anya had a great Peter Pan collar. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I didn't. Uh oh. Well, not to talk about the first scene we hate, but the bathroom is fucking huge. It's a big bathroom. I was like, because I, I don't. I've I watched this episode that scene only I watched it sparingly. Me too. This is not an episode I go back to because it's so upsetting. So I uh you know, I see it only when I do a full rewatch. It doesn't make it into any of my like mini marathons Mm-mm. that I do of the show. Um, but I forget how big that bathroom is until I see it. Like that is bigger than we're in a room right now mm-hmm. that is smaller. Mm-hmm. It's like a bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's a huge bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's huge. You could have like they could also have a walk-in tub in that bathroom. You know what? It's those uh, it's those uh, nice uh, old craftsman homes. Because I think that's my dream is the walk-in tub mm-hmm. plus the shower in two separate places. Yes. I like a separate tub and shower. That's nice. Yeah. Oh. And then you can do like better shelving in your shower. Yes. Because like you don't have to worry about what happens when you're laying in it. Yeah. Because you lay in something else. And then same for the bath. Yep. And you honestly get a two-person bath. If you're going to do that. Make sure big old bath, big old bath. Get some jets. Nice. Oh, jacuzzi, jacuzzi, and put do one that like has space for two people's yes. heads yes. Yes. or whatever, so that two people can be comfortable. Because I have never liked the idea of two people doing a romantic bath in a one person tub. Where I'm like, like, ew, like a sexy bath, uh, or just like romantic bath, like yeah. Cialis commercial bath. Well, they have separate they have tubs, separate tubs. <laughs> which is its own question mark, own question mark. Because especially the outside. Well, and the the. I don't know if you know what the Cialis ads are for. They're for penis stuff. Right. So like you can't. You what can't, kind of what penis are you doing stuff are you doing? You're just you having ha- a boner in the tub by yourself. I think we've talked about this. You can do a hand job. Over oh, the right, right, right. I think we have talked about this. You can. You can do. Uh, you can go skiing. Yeah. You can have a little handy. But yeah, no, they should be in the same tub if unless that should be or that should be the before. Okay. Yeah. That's you before. before. And oh, then so you sad. take Cialis and then you can take one bath. But um, you still have a nice spacious. Tub. Yeah. A like, regular size tub is not made for two people. It's claustrophobic. And I've seen it in like movies and TV too, which just makes me feel bad for the actors. Because it's like, oh. Well, they're probably wearing swimsuits. Yeah, but it's just so small. It's It's, claustrophobic. You're in this small little tub with like one other person that's like spooning you. And it's like. And there's water. Water and like weird bubbles. And you've probably been in there for a while. It's not warm anymore. Yeah. No. And you're just wearing those weird like nude colored like pasty things. Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) It's a tough life. But if you get paid enough. Great. Okay, Kelly. Listen, money will turn almost anything around for me at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. No, get a two-person tub. Get a two-person tub. Have some fun in there. Or get a one-person tub and say one person only. <laughs> you have a sign that says one person only. This tub is for one at a time. <laughs> get your own tub. You can go after me. <laughs> but honestly, tubs are not really for bathing, right? No, you're not bathing. You're relaxing. You're relaxing. Because honestly, I'm a. I like a. I like a jacuzzi or a hot tub outside. Mm -hmm. Because I like the. I like the difference between the cold. The it's not cold, but like the difference between the outside air and the Mm -hmm. water air. Mm -hmm. Even though I guess apparently that you there's a lot of bacteria in those. Yeah, there is. You can get if you have a cut in your foot, you could get really sick. (sighs) Nothing's pure. Nothing's pure anymore. Anything else want to cover? Spike's got loose pants. Buffy has a big belt. (laughs) Um, The nerds have literal balls. Yep. Seeing red is easily, I mean, I think that 
for me, the body is the most emotionally affecting episode. Mm -hmm. Like it's the one that gets me every time and makes me cry, like cry as much. And like, I can't, my stomach hurts when I watch Mm -hmm. it. But I would say seeing red is like the most upsetting. Yes. Because two of the, like two of the most upsetting things of the series happen in that episode. Yep. And in terms of an arc, everything had just gotten better. I know. Now it's ultimate chaos. It's so much chaos. And even with even with Spike and Buffy, like Buffy was making choices that she felt like were healthy mm-hmm. and was moving toward what she wanted for herself. And Spike was like, okay with her not yeah. being with him. It's just, oh, it's so frustrating because it doesn't flow from the past, but we can't, we can't ignore it. No. That's the thing is like, it doesn't make sense, but we can't also just be like, oh, weird episode and just pretend it didn't happen. Because everything Cause it, else is affected. Yeah. Because it fucking happened. Tara doesn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that assault. We are never going to forget it. And Buffy's never forget going to forget nope. it. And Spike's never going to forget it. And all of his choices for the rest of the series are colored by it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I wish it didn't happen, but it happened. And now you and I have to deal with it. Yeah. You and me. Me and carry you. this for 11 more episodes. Did you know that that's true? <laughs> what? No. One, two, three, four, five. No. Oh, of the show. Of Hellmouthy. Of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. If you count Angel, it's different. Twelve. We have twelve. More. Oh, because there's twenty-two next season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we have twelve. So we have the fi- finale and then, and then the rest more. of seven. So yeah, we've got twelve more episodes, <sighs> and every one of them, Spike will have attempted to rape Buffy, and mm-hmm. we can't undo that. And in every one of those, Tara will have died too soon mm-hmm. for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. Feels really unfair. It's totally unfair. Life sucks. Life sucks. Um, cool. So, <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, you guys. Next week, we are talking, if you're listening to us talk about Angel, Benediction, and Tomorrow, and then zipping right back to the finale of Woo-woo. season six, uh, Buffy, Two to Go, and Grave. That's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, but we're going to be great, and we have a... Uh, I think like some good guests coming up. And- mm-hmm. There's some uh, some of our favorite guests coming back and that's going to be fun to talk about that with them. Yes. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Kelly Nugy. If you want to follow Ryan on Instagram and Twitter, she is at Armogi and our show is on both at Hellmouthy. Um, I don't know. Uh, you're awesome for listening unless you're yeah. a fucking Nazi. Oh yeah. If you're a Nazi, go fuck yourself. But if you're not, we're so thankful, honestly. Like, like we are so, so thankful, thankful that you are listening. We hope that uh, you're enjoying like going through this great show with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also would love any feedback you have. Yeah, if you have, uh, if you're feeling kindly about our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're not, send us a DM on Twitter, and yeah. we'll address it privately. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. (laughs) Oh, and we could talk about, we've started doing on Tuesday nights Mm -hmm. on Hyper RPG. We've been doing a a Buffy role-playing game, a Buffy RPG. And it's really fun. It's so fun. Uh, Check it out on Tuesday nights at 8.30 PST Mm -hmm. on twitch.tv slash Hyper RPG. It's really fun. And we do that with a fellow Buffy podcast, uh, Sunnydale Study Group. Yeah. uh, With Omar Najam and Chris Bermonti. So check that out. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.